welcome my friends in true crime yeah, It's all the red tape they gotta go through for that shit. This is a show. That's all this is. Red I like to call strangers. Whip out that knife. Yeah. Slip, slip. Yeah. Get, get your red tape scissors out. Throw my shurikens. Whip, whip, whip. Cut everywhere. <laughs> I'm a ninja for Halloween. Whip, whip. Yeah. Cut that red tape. Yeah. With a samurai sword. Anti-bureaucracy ninja. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Strange Shorts, episode 50. The Big Five O! The Big Five O, man! Yes! I'm glad you're here. We are almost in that AARP category. We we are. Let's not rush things. We're gonna start getting some letters in the mail. <laughs> Discounts! <laughs> right. Well, we got some we got some crazy cases uh, for you guys today. What do you want to start with, dude? Well, since we are about to hit that AARP status... Yeah, right. How about we talk about some other AARP qualified people okay let, let's do it what do you got us, yeah that, that's they don't way. ever cause trouble in society though so i don't know what you could possibly be alluding to well maybe yours doesn't mm, my AR, aarp people uh yes in okay. your life talking maybe about <laughs> your your maybe those who those would that grandparents. be my grandparents <laughs> grandparents that's easier to say grandparents this arp people but not these not no, these no, grandma no. no 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 they went rogue Rogue grandma breaks bones on slide after sneaking into water park at 2 a.m. Such a National Enquirer Dude, headline right baller, here. That's a baller, though. Like, that's a baller move for a grandma. Is it? Like, yes. I mean, just the idea. But here's the thing they're, they're throwing the grandma term real loose. Like, I was about to loosely. say, these people aren't even so, that. So, yeah, let's, let's, let, let's, uh, let's uh, shine this a little bit better mm-hmm. before people get a little, uh, little touchy on this. UK woman Claire Vickers. 46 and friend Barry Douglas oh. 44. Okay, that's not even that old. Yeah, I they I, I don't know why they just had to say grandma because I guess it makes the story better. It's a better headline. But 46. It's Come on a, people. This is a midlife crisis. You know, right. break into that water park, reliving they're, those glory days. Right. They're just wanting to feel young again on a, out on a date. What's the big deal? Yeah, man, but I mean they snuck into a water park on a drunken night out, which who hasn't? Who hasn't? Thank you. I mean, and who if you haven't done it? You've wanted to. No, everybody no. who's ever you ever driven by a water park when it's like uh, the winter time and it's just like it's you know vacant. Yeah, like man, the shit we could get into. You like, know just what? wandering. Let me stop you right there because I hate I hate parks, man. I hate theme parks. Uh yeah. You I have mean, to know this about me, Andy. I know you. Yeah, I know you definitely I like hate roller coasters. Theme parks. I can't. And water parks aren't much better, dude. It's. I always like I always liked water parks more as a kid than I did theme absolutely. Parks. Because as a kid, you're like, either way, you're swimming. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like, you're playing around regardless. But the only bad thing about the water park rides that just drove me crazy as a kid were always having to climb the stairs for the slides, like the big ones. Yeah. But they're like, oh, no, you got to carry the raft up there with you. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know, like, right? It's like, as if this wasn't hard enough, people are... They, fi- they didn't finally like start five getting, stories up. Yeah, they didn't finally start getting like the uh, the the elevators that would bring the rafts back up until mm-hmm. <laughs> way too late in the game. Like way we had, too late. we've had escalators since like the fifties. How just many like, kids got knocked off there because of those rafts? How many dads just got back problems from having to carry so many floats <laughs> and their kids didn't want to carry them and they're just dropping shit? 
Everybody just got knocked. It's a nightmare, up. dude. Yeah, I, I never trusted him. Then you get one time, you're like, let's do it again. Hell no. <laughs> right? We survived that one. We have a story now. Let's get out of here. Yeah, at least at least <laughs> a roller coaster, especially on roller coasters, like and you're in the line. Yeah. The line's normally flat. Like you're you're waiting in a line. In a zigzag. To, yeah. Yeah. But like water slides, you've got to climb. It's the, yeah. only way to, the only way to go down is to go up. That's so right. you gotta and there's no way to fit like 200 people in an elevator at a time. So they're like, nope, we just yeah. got them stairs. And ski lifts seem like a bad idea. You know, actually, at a water was, park. You I'm not, slip I'm right actually out not a, of, you'll I'm not actually right against that the, idea, though. You will slip right out of the seat, They've Andy. got better harness. Get like a, you know, a in-between-the-legs. Dude, they don't do that down. shit on ski lifts. You just sit down they and sit put, back. It wouldn't be an actual ski lift. I'm sure they would oh. jerry-rig it to a little bit better for a water park lift. But I kind of yeah. like that idea. I remember the first time I rode a ski lift, I was like, wow. That I, okay, yeah. I mean, I know to sit back, obviously, but a lot of these people are, don't. I know to sit back. I mean, back have from you met fear? people? Have you met right? Yeah. Have you met people? Like I have, a, I have an ample amount of fear in me, right. so I'm gonna lean back. <laughs> I've never ridden a ski lift before. I've never been skiing. Yeah, you just kind of gotta lean back, dude. It's just like, see, I have broken too many chairs in my life just from sitting on them. I would never ride a ski lift. I never lean back. <laughs> I do. I literally. Do you know how many times I've broke? I, I sat on a like last I year. I sat on a porch. You broke swing. some of my chairs before. I, I sat on a porch <laughs> swing with with my, with my friend and made the comment. Let's see what the weight limit is as the swing broke. So never am I getting on a ski lift and just being like, let's go up the mountain. I know yeah. my luck. I get right. 20 stories up. Clink. <laughs> Clink. Like start your, hear, your side breaks. Yeah, start hearing those chain links. Just ding, ding, ding. Just rivets are snapping. No. Yeah. It's the most exhilarating thing about skiing, no doubt. But, uh. You know what would be even more terrifying than being stuck on a ski lift or falling from a ski lift? Oh my god! Probably what these people got being into. stuck in a water slide at two a.m. Wait, with... how do you get stuck in a water slide? Because oh, it was off limits. This was two a.m. They broke their legs when they went down the slide and fractured both or fractured shins and feet before they were rescued. Um, oh, the, the slide drunken... was stopped off at the end. It wasn't right? stopped. No, but there was a. Um, so they slammed into a barrier towards the bottom. So I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what their I'm legs collide with a barrier at the exit. Oh. I thought it was. A, I thought it said a. Um, They're not a, fucking around a, when they say these slides are closed. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was like a, a turn <laughs> that they hit. But no, there was a, a barricade at the exit. Yeah. And they flew down these slides and shattered their legs, Ugh. which Vickers described the incident as a Ooh. scene out of a horror film. Saw. Ah, oh, saw classic, right? The pair were banging against the slide for hours in a bid to get attention for help. Um, Douglas ended up with both ankles shattered and said his foot was hanging off. Yeah, I bet. So they weren't rescued until 3.46 a.m. when they saw torches from three Hampshire constable officers who received a call from concerned residents who thought kids had broken into the pool. Um, Dude, good thing Little did they know that it was... Those seasoned grandparents at <laughs> seasoned 46. Grandparents. Yeah, right. Well, it's a good thing they didn't decide to go There's head first, middle-aged bro. people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, be like, oh, the park's closed. They never let us go head first. No, but I, that would be the worst decision to go head first. Yeah, but I was never arguing that. I was never one of those kids. 
Oh yeah, I was never like, like, no, no, no. I'm gonna cross the ankles. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna boo hands over the chest. I want to live through this. Yeah, like, I'm saying a prayer. They do this and I'm shit gonna... for a reason. You notice there's no straps on the water slide. <laughs> oh yeah, especially on the tube ones. I was yeah. like, the, or the semi tube ones. Dude, I hate. I, That's I the worst was... when you go around the curves and you hit, go up the sides. Yes, dude. dude. I remember so many times as like a kid being like small enough. Like a like a five year old six year old and yeah. then put on one of those just like single person tubes where you don't really weigh enough to really keep that thing down like when it's yeah. moving that fast and I would get like thrown off the tubes and just like barrel down the slide after oh, the yeah, tube exactly so could you imagine doing that in pitch black with you know nobody else Dude. out there and then slamming no. into a wall at the end like that is that's torture that it's, is awful that's it, a nightmare. Hell, dude, so many people have done that. Have you, did you listen to the episode on Action Park? Oh, yeah. We covered on Sandy. <laughs> I mean, that's all that comes to mind now. Those, those were like all my worst fears realized yeah, as but, a kid. I mean, like, especially the, the wave time. pool. My first time in a wave pool, I'm like, this is not a good idea. Really? Especially when everybody's packed in there like anchovies, man, and the waves are going up and down. It's like, people, I'm like, this is, no. And it all doesn't taste like good water. No. It all has that weird Mm-mm. wave And you're getting some in your mouth. Yeah, let's look at that. There's too many people in this water taste. Exactly. Got a lot of funk to it. Also, what if someone falls up underneath the water? They're going to, I mean, you know what I'm it's saying? It's happened. Yes, it happened like three times at Action Park before they closed the wave pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, that's a low bar, but. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They can, uh, at those places, they probably had like a little hook. They'd be like, all right, body in the deep end. Hook them and drag them, boys. We'll oh, get them out later. God. Waves are coming. Waves <laughs> Don't want to get them up on the shore. Money to be made. But, oh, uh, yeah, man, these people got fucked up. Uh, Vickers remained in the hospital for two and a half weeks, recovering after having a metal rod bound to her shins. And oh, uh, she won't dude. be able to walk for another six weeks. Uh, no police action was taken against the pair, though. I think they, uh, I think the police were like, I think that's fair. I think the police were like, I think you suffered enough. I think you're I not going to do this again, are you? I agree. Come yeah. on. I mean,. And they know, obviously, uh, what they were doing. The only thing they could charge them with is trespassing, really, because they didn't break anything. They didn't steal anything. Exactly. They, just, they were trespassing. Well, they didn't break anything in the parks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it more or less, it'd be kind of funny if it was like, oh, we're really sorry, but uh, the park is suing you. <laughs> uh, right. You dented the, the blockades that go at the end. <laughs> just the, those are very expensive. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do that slide for like three days. Yeah, so before you pay your medical bills, if you could just go ahead and pay. <laughs> they don't want to They don't want to take this to court, do they? Do you want to go to court? No, but yeah, man, this is a, this is a nightmare to me. I could never, I, I never liked going down the dark slides anyways. Yeah. Like I always liked my, like the bright I, ones that you could make sure you see. I never liked the ones right. when you're like, oh, it's the, it's the twister and it's all yeah. black. And you're like, yeah. no, this is just a death wanna, tunnel. Want to go down this super dark purple one? No. No, no. I, no, I do not. It's already overcast today. Jesus, no. Yeah, no. I can't see shit in there. <laughs> you don't know if there's somebody stuck in there? Well, somebody yeah. fucking around, like holding on to the sides? Yeah, or like a tube, like I Jeez. said, like I used to like fall out. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know, Sketch, we're, getting, we're getting off track, but you know, you know those like cheap water slides too? Because we've been to some bad water mm-hmm. parks, but like you go down those ones with no tube and you're just like getting cut up on the back. Oh, and, God, yeah. And especially when it's not dark. Not enough water flow either. It's yeah, like, clean it's, these fucking pipes. And when it's dark, you're getting like snipped and snapped and snipped and like, you're yeah. like ah, 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 I don't like it, I don't like it, I can't see it, I'm getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's just too dark for me. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what else is dark? Unsolved serial killer cases. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Like the Zodiac Killer. I remember that guy. 
Dude, we have to talk about this. So uh, reportedly, he's been he's been found out, but it's too late. I mean, he allegedly. died in 2018, allegedly. But but this this crew, the uh, what do they call themselves? The Case Breakers is made up of a pretty influential group of people, though. 40, oh, man. Yeah, man. 40 former law enforcement investigators, journalists, and military intelligence officers. I'm just glad they did take the time to name themselves. That That's yeah. what makes us the most official part of it, is that they really gave themselves a name. That's how that's you know it's That's what I official. thought, too. These are the, these are the, case, the case breakers. breakers. We're tired of this shit. That's how We're you know. tired of these unsolved cases. That's how I believe it. That's why I think I believe it. Yeah, because if you if these guys take the time to really establish they themselves, they name themselves. They're like the a whole team. Thing. They probably yeah. get, they probably got jerseys, you know, matching jerseys. And if they do, I need one. <laughs> <laughs> the case breakers. I want to be part of the case breakers. It does sound like the like case breakers three. sounds like a uh, like a inside edition st- or like a Discovery Channel show of. It sounds like the real life version of uh, what was that? What was that show where they took ex cons or actual cons and had them solve cases? Uh, prison? No, not prison break. Uh, not prison. I I have never no. heard of this. Darn it! Breakout Kings. Oh, I've never heard of this. Sounds, oh my god! Awesome, yes, you should watch Breakout Kings. That sounds cool. But yeah, it's like it, it, this guy's actually sound like sounds like the case breakers. It sounds like what uh, a true crime podcast would be in like 1999 on Discovery Channel. The yeah, case breakers. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they'd be like local guys tracking these small cold cases. We're the case breakers. And they'd be like, "That's that's like that's you know, uh, Cro-Magnon podcasters." What it sounds like to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> podcasters. Prehistoric pre- prehistoric douche. podcasters. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, man, these guys think they may have uh, cracked a little bit of a case here. Apparently, his name matches up with some of the codes. They that say he his name is like the cipher. Yeah. His full name. If you Gary, know his full name, then it actually makes sense. Which, that name happens to be Gary Francis Post. Gary Francis Post. Sounds like a serial killer name, Did actually. he go by his full name, like, in life all the time? You know, I wonder if when they were like, pleased to meet you, what's your name, sir? Gary Francis so. Post. No, I don't think so, because that no. was one of the things that was like, you had to know his full name to make the cipher work. So if you just knew him as Gary Post, it didn't it didn't matter. Isn't so, that brilliant? So he's like, you can't find me from the cipher. You have to already know who I am to even know what the cipher says. Exactly. So that's what they're that's what they're trying to say that one of the big clues that his name does work uh, with yeah. the cipher. But um, they got some other stuff they, that uh, points to him, noting his love for firearms. Uh, this is this is according to one think, of his California I think the biggest, neighbors. I think the biggest name thing that probably does thing. Does does time to it? Yeah, is a uh, that's just a serial killer name, that Gary is, Francis Post. Seriously, it's, I get it's something about wow. when they when they throw the middle name in there too. Yes, and a middle name like Francis, Francis. Man, you know he got. I bet that's really his first name, and he swapped him. Really, or maybe his mom called him Francis. I bet Francis. kids at school called him Francis. I, I don't know. That just to me, that's like probably oh, was yeah. tough growing up. Oh in his yeah, generation. that's him. That's the name, Gary Francis Post. That's him. Yep, Gary Francis. Mm. Someone with that name definitely would be the kind of person who would want to, uh, I don't know, kill a bunch of people with a bag over his head. and Possibly, and live a crazy, crazy double life. But it said he had a love for firearms and had an abusive and controlling nature toward his wife. Now, like I said, this is according to one of his California neighbors. She said, quote, he lived a double life. As I'm an adult thinking back, it all kind of makes sense now. At the time when I was a teenager, I didn't put two and two together until I got older. It hit me, full-blown, that Gary's the Zodiac. 
I mean, I don't know. She sounds like she wants to be in the documentary. Probably. But um, um, these guys are also, they're, one of the things that they're trying to do is also tying Post to an other unsolved murder that predates the Zodiac killings. Yeah. And that's the 1966 murder of uh, Cherry Joe Bates, or maybe it's Sher- uh, Sherry. Sherry Joe Bates. Probably Sherry Joe. Uh, she was murdered in Riverside, California, hundreds of miles away from where the Zodiac was. Right. Where, he, where they, you know, terrorized everybody. But, um... A handwritten letter believed to be from the killer was sent to cops the following year, which kind of does kind of mimic what he would then do. Yes, yes. Uh, the police, however, say re- they refute that letter and they say that it, they don't believe it came from the actual murderer and do not believe the case is linked to the Zodiac killings. But that's mm. the that's not the case breakers. However. I think they just I believe the case breakers. I believe the. <laughs> I believe the case breakers as well. I'm team case breakers here. Um, I want that jersey. And it is funny that like, what do they have to lose? from just letting them test the stuff. Like, just let them, let them test the DNA. Let them test the evidence that you have. Like, what's what's the big harm? Like, it's like, no, no, no. It's not connected to the Zodiac. Just just go away. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I really don't what know. The because you would think it's that? like, any chance is like, yeah, let's solve it. And if you lift, know, lift and if every, you know for a fact, stand. and if you, yeah, and if you know for a fact that we are wrong, then what is your evidence? Exactly. What, Why? What, what have like, you already solved this case? What's no, going like on? Like exactly, it's unsolved case still. Exactly. But um, you know, there was a the whole movie that came out. They had kind of also alluded to another person, um, Arthur Lee Allen, who was yeah. one of the other uh, highly suspected suspects for a long time. Right. But also, there's no proof for either one. There's there's ifs and ands and buts. It's so hard to find. But the case breakers, they don't think Arthur Allen is no is because the guy. they said that. Uh, when they tested the DNA evidence on the envelopes that were received from the um, Zodiac killer, yeah. they didn't match Arthur Allen. So interesting. There's a thing right there that kind of puts it against, or puts another word, little more, more check in the category towards possibly this little Gary Francis post. And last but not least, bro, he's got the head wrinkles. He's got the he, damn head, head wrinkles, wrinkles or scars. Yeah, scars, the little scars. Rather. Yeah, 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 right in the front of his head. But um, yeah. So the the. There's the identifying features that do match up towards him. Yeah, there's the and, classic police sketch with the glasses. Yeah, and what we've also gathered from this is there's still some evidence that they need to get. There is some things from a cabin that are a little... It's very hard for them to access right now. It's like a hunting lodge or something that's way up in the mountains that they need a, they need a helicopter to go get uh, to take the police up there to do the, pro, the possible... Um, examination of everything up there. Right. But once they have access to some of those things, they can test DNA, they can test uh, ballistic evidence. That's one of the bigger things too. They believe that the guns that were used are in that cabin. Uh. Um, So they need to check the ballistic evidence uh, to match up things uh, to see if they can actually link him with the killing. So they know that he owned it and he owned those guns. Yeah. So once they ha- once they are able to get this this team of investigators up to that cabin with the police to get to gather their last bit of uh, evidence that hopefully could be the nail in the coffin man i hope so wouldn't that be dope that would be super dope what a great way to to come onto the scene as the case breakers they're like what if they just all met together and like our first case the zodiac reality tv show tomorrow leave now if you can't handle it if the, if it does I swear, i'm telling you Reality show tomorrow. Oh yeah, Netflix. documentary. Netflix tomorrow. is probably almost done with it. Yeah, if it does end up being there, I guarantee you, there's a Case Breakers documentary already in the works. There's a Case Breakers TV show already yeah. in the works. You know when did you say? Do you see this? This is off topic, but we're talking about documentaries. Uh, you know the Netflix documentary was like 2020 Rewind or whatever that came out the first of this year. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't watch it, but I remember it. 
When did they decide to start working on that, I wonder? Isn't that a, you know, when, when did they go, they go, this year needs a rewind. This is crazy. Uh, probably like February. February of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious because it was an amazing documentary, uh, but they had it out like of on January 1st. Year. It wasn't even January 1st, I think, when that came out. It was like the end of December. <laughs> Yeah, they were already prepping. They were like, we got to just get something That's what I'm saying. But when was that decision made, you know, in the conference room? Okay, we need to document this year from here Uh, on out. Probably pretty early on in the year as uh, we all, some of us remember some of the things that happened over that that year. (laughs) Wasn't the best year. I don't know what your year entailed, but wasn't the best year for some of us. Right, right. But uh, there was one good thing that came out recently. I don't know if you've uh, touched on this yet. Have you seen this case we're about to cover, Michael? I don't. Have think you been I have. have you been pay- keeping up with your French history and oh, your French not. news? <laughs> I have Are not. you familiar with your <laughs> French serial killers, Michael? Because the Please, uh, educate me. French cop leaves suicide note, unmasking himself as the notorious Grell serial killer. Yeah, I hope he I'm wa- pronouncing that right. He wanted to take the power back right at the end because they was on his ass. Yeah. I did read a little bit about this. So, the serial killer known as, the, as Grell, I think it's I think it's pronounced Grell, okay. has eluded police for decades after terrorizing Paris in the, in the 1980s and 90s. So, mm-hmm. uh, the, a 59-year-old former French police officer has unmasked himself as the notorious serial killer in a suicide note written just before he overdosed on pills Wednesday. Wow. Um, Le Parisien, I think that's, yeah, Le Parisien newspaper, Reports that the man, identified only as Francois V, has mm. been called for que- had been called for questioning in connection with the case uh, of the killer dubbed Grell for his pockmarked face. Ah, interesting. Um, his body was said to have been and discovered Wednesday. And this officer had, was known for um, to have a pockmarked face. Yeah, as well? his body was uh, report, uh, found Wednesday uh, at a resort near Montpellier. Hmm. Um, so he'd been called to provide his DNA right. uh, as a police officer because. Back in one of uh, one of this guy's killings, uh, a witness saw him leaving a building, and he had horrible acne scarred face, which he still did. Right, but he was it was a noticeable feature. And the guy made a comment to him as he was leaving. It was like, "Have a very very good day." Oh, and it just it just stood out oh, a little bit. So, so when they so right there in that building, they found the body of one mm-hmm. of his victims, and they they dubbed him the Pockmark Killer because that okay. was the most noticeable feature to possibly identify him as. Right. But this dude is a, he's a, he's a pretty hard hitter. You know, like he's a pretty big, he's a uh, big deal in France. He's a big deal in France. He I was, uh, he's one of those gold star killers. He tortured some people. It's pretty wow. r- rough killings. Um, it, I mean, so, if we're giving stars to killers, I guess, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I, I know it's what like, you mean. Uh, I know what you mean. He's, he's what we if call you, a heavy if you hitter. Read, you if know? you, if you are, okay with some dark topics he's one of those you'll you can deep dive into which pretty uh, sadistic too yeah and after this case uh you know this may be something you guys could probably possibly cover eventually on true crime guys proper yeah we'd love to butcher all those french terms dude oh yes oh we 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 i want to hear it (laughs) just just fill the room with (laughs) cigarette smoke and baguette bread it'll be a wonderful episode but um, I've just been Lumi. I've just been Lumiere for most of this, this, okay, st- this right? uh, story. But uh, yeah, you're like he, that canceled um, that canceled skunk. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. That's Pepe. who you are. <laughs> uh, the rapey skunk. 
but in three separate attacks, he uh, a 26-year-old German woman, a 14-year-old girl, and an 11-year-old girl. He identified himself as a policeman, which investigators thought at the time he was, he was lying. Like, it was just a, a cover. But, no, real policeman, so therefore he was definitely able to gain their trust. Wow. But uh, he was one of those guys, he, he did some torturing, he did some uh, rape, strangulation, stabbing, pretty brutal, pretty brutal attacks, and multiple children involved in those attacks. So Wow. But, what uh, piece of shit. Yeah, so... Well, it sucks that his ass got to commit suicide and they didn't he got fucking the easy knock way on out. his door and drag him out in front of his fucking community. That's what he, they should have done. He got the easy way. He took yeah, the he easiest, did. the coward's way out. Well, that's out. how all those narcissistic motherfuckers do, man. They want to. They want all the control. See, I feel like that's more of the coward. I feel like the narcissist is almost more of the one who's like, oh yeah, I did it. And they'll like take it almost and like just take the attention, take the... You know, even if it's no, hatred, no, no, they'll no. Like, not if you're a police officer, though. Uh, yeah, you're probably not right. if you're a police if you live officer. That dark of a double no, no, life. No, 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 no. That is, that's one extreme to the other. Uh, you're probably I, right. That person does was never planning on being found out. He got off on the power of just living that double life. That was enough. Like, yeah, that extreme. Because being like the police officer, the good, yeah. everyone looking at you to solve the case, exactly. and you're the one looking for him, and you're the hero, but you're actually the devil. And then he thought. I'm gonna go out in handcuffs. I'm going. I'm going on death row. Like, I'm gonna be put nah. to prison with a bunch of people who know. Who know? I don't know what. Cop. I don't know what the death penalty stance a, is, is. Is in France, but imagine going to prison as a cop who also kills children. Yeah, See that person's saying? not having a fun time in prison. No, I don't no, think. no, no, no. And you terrorize countless communities and generations there. I mean, I don't know how long he was around. But I mean, he was. He did it for about ten years. He did, he was there for two decades in the eighties oh and nineties. So. He had a little bit of a reign of terror. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, of course, he's not hitting these American numbers. A little oh, pat on the Lord. back there. Oh, know, some of these American numbers, but uh, oh, we do. We are not proud of the American numbers. <laughs> got to hit those. <laughs> yeah, you got to hit those American numbers. Want to get the real stories? But no, that, this is a this is a pretty international tragedy that happened in those time, and sadly, we don't get to find justice for it. Nobody yeah. gets justice for it. That's always the. I that's always what we hope. We always hope for justice. Closure is the 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 lesser of two. Like, obviously, yeah. That's the the best case scenario is closure. But you know, we always want we always want hope for justice for the victims. We always hope for justice for the communities. And this guy, as as quickly as he took those lives and those innocences and all those things, yeah. he took justice right back. He took it yeah. away from them and exactly. Took that's the power that's back. a narcissistic move, man. They want to be they want to be in control. You talk like, like you've been studying serial killers for how I know I don't years, know. Michael. I don't know anything. God, what the fuck? Anyways, that, that's some that's some good advice there. Some good little tidbits of knowledge to end the show on, man. Well, and that's that's a little bit of a little bit of justice. You know, the fact that he had to kill himself. I'm sure he didn't want to kill himself right now, but guess what? He had to. Yeah, he's the alternative. There so, is no better alternative. You know, for him. removing that scum from the earth, whether he did it or somebody else did it. You know. All his, he's still a cop. He was still a cop, right? Um, I don't know if he was actually still a cop. Okay, he, so I think he, may he have was been retired. retired. Um, yeah, I think he had been retired, but he had been called back in to provide his DNA. <laughs> oh, he was like, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, good deal, man. Yeah, Sometimes. former former French police officer. He was no longer a cop. Oh, okay. Okay. But, well, Michael, way. you want to hear another story? I would love to hear another story. Is it? Wait a minute. Are we talking about ghost stories? Mm-hmm. 
Ghost stories. Yeah. Last week, guys, we asked for uh, ghost stories. So if you guys have any ghost, Andy's trying to convince me that ghosts are real, and I definitely don't believe it. So if you guys have had ghost experiences, I would love to hear them. And we the love paranormal. to read them on the show. Give us a, some paranormal. Yeah. I want some paranormal. Yeah, just to kind of end each string wanna, short on a lighter note. You yeah, know? especially for this spooky month. I want to really, I want to get Michael foaming at the mouth for ghosts. Yeah, let's I, wanna, hear I want it. Michael to have a paranormal show. I want, I want to believe in so, ghosts. No, I, I, my own story uh, happened when I was about eight, eight to seven or eight years old. Okay. My parents had bought uh, an older house in... Uh, Hickory, North Carolina. Oh, mm-hmm. Hickory, Hickory, North Carolina. Where John Carolina. Reaps from. Exactly. Hickory. In Hickory, North Carolina. That thing got a hemi. But uh, it, was, it was an older house, and we lived there for about a year or so. But um, one night, we were, my, me and my parents were sitting in the living room, and we were watching TV together, and it was you know getting close to bedtime. It was dark outside. And they told me to go, to go brush my teeth and get ready for bed. So I get up, and I walk through, and I go down the hallway, and I get into the bathroom. And I turn the light on in the bathroom. Um, it's pitch black in the hallway, basically. You can still see the light from the TV, so I can kind of see the floor. Right. But as soon as I hit the light switch in the bathroom, I feel a hand grab my shoulder. And I mean, like, I don't mean like grab, but like someone put their whole Placed. hand on your shoulder. Yeah. And it wasn't a light place. It was just like a, you know, almost like a, how you doing? Like trying to get your attention. Yeah, like, how you doing? Okay. Hand on my shoulder. And it was as soon as I hit the light switch, but it, but it was coming from the hallway. Yeah. So I jumped and I looked back and there was nobody there, of course. And there's nobody there. But I still felt like you, I could still feel where like somebody just grabbed me. Yeah. So I kind of run back down the hallway real quick and I come around the corner and I tell my parents in almost like a mocking way. I'm like, all right, which one of you just like goosed me? Uh, like, yeah, you know, pinch you from behind and scare you. Yeah. And both of them were still sitting on the couch in the same spot all the way across the room, there's no way they could have made it back. Right. And they just kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? We've been sitting right here. And I'm like, one of you just grabbed me on the shoulder when I got in the bathroom. Yeah. And my dad was like, no, we've been sitting right here. And I said, somebody grabbed my shoulder. Yeah. So as like a seven or eight year old, my dad got up and walked with me. He walked all the way through and was like, there's nobody. Yeah, you come in with me because somebody's back here. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody in here. And, and you must have just felt, this must have been a weird thing. I don't know. I must have bumped into something. Yeah. But, um, so I go back and I, everything kind of goes normal the rest of the night. But a few years later, we, we moved, we moved out of that house after about a year. Um, and I told my mom that story. Yeah. Because I, I brought it back up. I was like, remember that night where I said someone like grabbed my shoulder? And, and she kind of was like, yeah, I, I remember it. And I was like, that was so weird, right? I was like, I was like, I swore somebody grabbed me. I really thought you when you guys did. And she was yeah. like, she kind of got nervous a little bit, but she was like, yeah, um, I didn't ever say anything when we lived there, but I, because my mom was a stay at home mom. So yeah. she'd be there all like, at home by herself all the time. And she was like, there would be, almost weekly where I would be sitting at home and I would be sitting on the couch or something and I'd be watching a TV show, like a soap opera. Yeah. And almost weekly, all of a sudden I would, the room would kind of get a little chilly for just a minute. Yeah. And I would smell this intense, like rose perfume, like, like an old, cause an old woman apparently used to live there, like an old couple and right. they lived there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then they moved out and stuff. But uh, she said, almost weekly, when I, would, when I would watch this soap opera, I would get chills, and the room would start to smell like rose, like an old woman's rose perfume. Yeah. And 
then when the show went off, she was like, you would kind of smell it again, but not as strong. And then it would go away. So, but it happened mm. weekly. She was like, almost, almost weekly. She's like, I would be sitting there and I would, everything would happen again. Yeah. But she's like, it never scared me. She's like, it just kind of felt like she, somebody was watching TV with me. Yeah. But she didn't want to tell me that as a kid when I was like scared that actually was a ghost in the house. Right. But she told me later, later on when I was growing, when I was older, she was like, yeah, I, I do believe that that house actually had some kind of. Or maybe somebody put a scented candle in one of the vents and every time the air cut on, it got <laughs> cooler and it smelled. I mean, like there are, rose. there are tricks and there's tricks of the trade. There are. But, uh, <laughs> but no, that was, that was mine, man. I, yeah. I, my mom kind of fully believes the same thing. She was like, I don't, she's like, I never saw anything, but yeah. Every week I would smell that same smell and feel like there was somebody with me in there watching TV. And then after that show would end, it would go away. And my dad still was like, you ever try to change the channel? See what happens. I don't think she did. I I never slowly feel a hand around your neck. (laughs) (laughs) It just just changes back. The remote flies across the room after that. (laughs) Click (laughs) volume cranks. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my ghost story, man. And, uh, my oldest daughter, Melody, she is obsessed with ghosts and ghost hunting. And, you know, she started with BuzzFeed Unsolved, those Ooh. two guys, you know, yeah. doing the ghost hunting stuff. And then she's since branched out from there. And I asked her the other day, I'm like, what is your obsession with ghosts right now? And she's like, I, I don't know. She's like, I just want to believe that they're real. <laughs> and I was like, then just believe they're real. She's like, I don't. <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't. Me either. <laughs> But she wants it to be real. And I understand that. It's like, it gives everyone that hope of like, maybe I could hang out here forever in consciousness. Like, I would rather believe in ghosts. In my own opinion, that's my own little belief. I'm like, I would Mm -hmm. rather believe in ghosts than other things. Because the idea of being like, oh, I can like hang around and fuck with people for like ever. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that kind of sounds way better than the alternatives. <laughs> like that's way more up my alley. I I'm guess I'm though, hope, I just I hope mean, that's real. It just depends. Are there going to be other ghosts hanging around that can laugh at the tricks I play on people because you know, or we can joke with or whatever? Cuz otherwise I'm just like <laughs> and then they don't know who did it. So there's got yeah, there's probably you got to have other ghosts yeah, cuz you got to you got to up in your of, game and yeah, stuff. That's when that's when the real poltergeists happen when when two ghosts have just been one up at each other for too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. You got to stay current. That's all too, it is. Just a know? one up competition from two ghosts who are just right. happen to be stuck in the same house. They're like, "Oh, you want to move the chairs? Look at these cabinets! Bam! Oh, look oh. at your cabinets! I raised you dishes! Bam, bam, bam! Seriously, flicking the lights? So primary shit right there. Oh, I'm gonna crank the furnace in the basement. And watch this whole family shit themselves. All right, I'm taking the daughter. I'm slamming all the doors at the same time. Yeah, that's how poltergeists yeah. happen. Just two angry ghost roommates who yeah, have to one up each other. They're just arguing. <laughs> <laughs> we should write a skit about that. That'd be that's a, great... a sitcom. Ghost yeah, roommates. Seriously, it, that's it's just a poltergeist happening to the family, but it's just two <laughs> ghost roommates who can't get along. You need to work on a short audio script for that. We can do it for higher <laughs> thoughts. That'd be great. Ghost roommates. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we're going to get out of here. We've had a blast on this strange shorts. We hope you guys enjoyed these uh, stories, these updates. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. So uh, be strange. But and, wait, but wait, wait, what? I want to convince yeah. Michael that ghosts exist. Let's all do that. Yeah, please Let's all do convince that. Michael. I would love to hear. So it. please send us more stories. Make Michael believe. Make me believe. The truth is out. It's not going to happen. Make him a believer. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm a believer. 
Y'all be strange. Just don't be strangers. We'll see you next week.